learn about other people because you can't interact with what you don't know. A little bit of behavioral psychology. Don't go too deep. Just look at biases, psychological biases. Most time you you we always caught by on our ways. Why do people behave like this? Why do people behave like this? There are reasons why people behave like this, and they will keep behaving like that regardless of how long you keep complaining. So you should learn the various biases and quirks that people have. We just talked about one today, the halo effect. So people are only looking at uh, they're only they're only judging super people are too superficial, as they're only judging based on appearances. Well, you are also superficial too, because that's how all of us judge primarily. So you should learn how these biases, what these biases are, and how they affect you, because they affect you. You might be very good, but if you are shabbily presented, the whole effect is going to work against you every time. That, that's that's something you learn. learn as in, there are a lot of, even in Wikipedia, Wikipedia has an article on the list of psychological biases that human beings have. Bystander apathy. Bystander apathy is where people in the streets refuse to render help to somebody who needs help. That's that's a general phenomenon. That's called bystander apathy. And there are ways of, of breaking that. So there are a lot of them. Availability heuristic, halo, the halo effect, uh, inattentional blindness, a lot of that. And these are things that you come across that affects you in your interaction with human beings day to day. But if you don't know them, you think that it's a quirk of this particular individual or this particular individual does not have sense. Hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to us from. This is the Creative Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on the show, we share experiences, our learnings and our feelings. We keep it real. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. My name is Brian Demeka, and as always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, and the legend, Masuke Chikunde. Good morning, boss. Hey, good day, Brian. Uh, welcome to our listeners. Joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're glad you have taken time out of your schedule to listen to us. Coming from the episode of um, Game Theory, uh, we thought it would be good to talk about soft skills and people skills. Um, being a human, you have to interact with people. And most of the times, or some of the times, people can be unpredictable to some extent. Uh, sometimes they say one thing and mean another thing. And to be able to thrive in relationships and work, understanding uh, people's skills or social skills or how to interpret social situations would be uh, of tremendous value. So for today's episode, we'll be focusing on people's skills and uh, how to get better. Yeah, I think people's skills is sometimes it is interchangeably with social skills, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, boss. Let's talk about um social and people's skills. What uh is he uh what are some of the skills that are involved when we see people's skills and then we move on to how we could improve on it or yeah okay, basically people's skills or social skills are basically let's say how to interact with people in polite society most of the time mm-hmm. these are things should have been rather picked up through experience or being taught right from when you were small and in primary school good manners Empathy, looking out for others, be respectful, be grateful for 
the help and things you receive from others can also reciprocate good deeds. All the, let's say, all the tenets of good behavior, those are what comprise uh, good people's skills. So how to interact with the people around you in a positive and beneficial manner. Yeah, true, that true. Text, that's also, that's known by another name, good manners. When they say somebody has good manners, when they say somebody has good manners, it's a proxy for saying this person, this person has good people's skills. But this person says somebody is rude, somebody lacks manners or has bad manners. It's a way of saying this person does not know how to interact with people, has bad people's skills. True, true. Empathy, good manners, they all help and are important people skills. Awesome, awesome. Um, before we even get to people skills, there, there's something that I think is also important we talk about. Um, especially, it's common for some techies, not, not everyone, yeah. But, but I've seen it repeated uh, time and time again, like where um, as a techie, you feel your grooming, well, not, I think it's not too prevalent in these times when we have corona and the pandemic and there are less physical human interactions, but before pre-corona or pre-social uh, distancing, uh, personal grooming, I, I think, is like um, up there, like before your people's skills, like people, you are adjusted to where you dress, I, I think it's a saying. Yeah, it, it is the same to start with. So, uh, personal personal hygiene, personal grooming, it's an important or subtle, uh, somehow subtle, but it plays a vital role in dealing or relating with people because, trust me, you don't want to be uh, relating with someone in a social situation and the person will be having to uh, shield their nose or something because of, uh, you know, personally, you're not groomed, like, Really, really groomed. So I think it's also an important uh, unbeaten social contract <laughs> that uh, it's important we state. Yeah. So um, human beings are by and large we are, we are visual creatures. So most of our most of our decisions, uh, most of our judgments or discernment is is based on visual cues and not on other non tangible or more than other non tangible to a large extent. So, we, like you've heard of first impressions and others' impressions, first impressions are based on, they're based on visual cues, what you see the, in the totality of what the person is able to take in, the information the person is able to take in, visually, mainly, during the first interaction. And there's also another, if you, for those that are, I know you're eating or two about human or behavioral psychology, there is a bias human beings have called the halo effect. What is the halo effect? The halo effect is where people tend to attribute other positive qualities to somebody based on the existence of one quality. And it's a known fact uh, that people who are handsome or beautiful are dealt with more, favor more favorably. And we tend to impart more, other, more, more good and nice attributes to them on the basis of their looks. So this is this is a general thing that we all do, which is why as in, it it might sound unfair, but people who are not that good looking have it a bit harder because we are we are because of that bias called the halo effect. So 
personal grooming, personal hygiene is very important. What we know in the local balance as packaging. Packaging. Even even people that might complain about the about uh, the fact that packaging is very important and it might be superficial. Yes, it might be, but even you too. It, it affects your decision making. If you go to buy stuff in the supermarket, you tend to be more favorably disposed to the well-packaged ones than, than the, the ones that are shabbily presented. For example, let's say, if you look at pictures of foods or pictures of uh, delicacies, anywhere, let's say anywhere you see them, you tend to assume that the, the well-garnished and well-presented food is more delicious than the one that is shabbily presented, even if that is not the case. For example, bitter leaf soup might be garnished and well presented. If you've not eaten bitter leaf soup before, you think that ah, this is going to be a very delicious delicacy, based off of the what you, what you can see from the presentation. And that, that happens in all aspects of life, because we are primarily visual creatures. Most of the information we, we, we base our decisions on are visual. The way things are presented plays a, 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 a large role. If if your your if some some websites or some apps you visit are not well designed, are not looking well, well professional in quotes, you're, you're you're not going to be very confident in using them. Let's say if your bank app or some scruffy HTML sites, you're going to think it's fake. You're not going to think it's very it's very real based on the loops, which might not be all the information available. So it's it's very important, and you can you ignore that at your own peril. Yeah, very true. We associate trust with um, something that is well presented and looking really really um, good. So yeah, awesome. So, uh, For example, to let's say you you have a lot of people. Let's say you you suddenly discover your something of yours is missing, an item of yours is missing, and there are a few people around you, you find out that, by default, you're not going to respect the person who is well-dressed and who talks well and everything. You're going to be looking at those who look very rough and who look like they're thoughts and who look irresponsible. Mm. Those are people you're going to suspect of having made away with your property, even if that might not be the case. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. Awesome. So that's out of the way your visual cues you give out is extremely important. So present yourself the way you want to be addressed. Take care of your personal hygiene and personal grooming. Extremely important. Uh, okay, while we're uh, we on this subject, let's talk about some of the things that are hurting uh, interpersonal relationships. Uh, I think one of them is um, communication is a skill that we, we can work on, right? Um, the ability to articulate our ideas to clients, customers, and employers, they have like tremendous impact on our careers. So uh, lack, the lack of communication can also be um, a habit or a skill that is um, hurting uh, people's skills or interpersonal relationships. So to get better, I think we should all work on our communication skills. So let's talk about some habits that hurt skills. Uh, but how poor communication skills, not, not, not the lack of it. So you find out many, many, especially many technically minded people, they, they, because most of the emphasis is placed on the acquisition and the owning of their technical skills, they, find they, can't, they can't confidently or 
articulately express those skills, communicate those skills across to other people. And that hurts you because people are going to judge your competence based on how well you can present that. You find somebody who's uh, stuttering and stammering, you tend to think of the person as not as competent as somebody who can, who is fluent. So remember, we talked about the halo effect. It's a psychological bias that affects, affects everybody. So it's something that everybody should be conversant with. We tend to attribute, or we tend to associate fluency and confidence with competence. Somebody who, just like they say sometimes, even if you don't know what you're saying, but if you can say it with enough confidence, people will believe that you actually know what you're saying. And if you might be very brainy and you might know what you're saying, you might, you might have your, your facts down pat, but if you can communicate it clearly, if you're rambling and you can't, you can't, you're not sounding coherent, people tend to trust what you say less. Most yeah. times, the lack of communication skills, how we communicate, and especially, it, it, it's something that's, that most technical people start to say suffer from. They don't know how to communicate their ideas clearly across to, the other, to their audience. Yeah, true, true. Also, so, uh, language. Language. Mm. Yeah. Let's say if if you're communicating across and the, the medium of communication is English and your English is so far, it's also going to affect you. It's also going to affect how well you, the information your person across is received. Even if you might know what you say, let's say you might be Albert Einstein, but you can't you can't speak English very well and you're presenting your idea, you're trying to convey your ideas across using English, and you're making all all the grammatical errors known to man and all the backgrounds available, people are going to receive what you say poorly. And somebody who knows one-tenth of what you do, but is very fluent. Yeah, true, true. Confidence is an important part. Uh, I think one of the ways we could get better or improve our self-confidence is to be aware of where we are, like self-awareness, understand what our strengths and our weaknesses are, then intentionally try to get better at the things we want to communicate or at the things we are lacking. An intentional act of getting better can, can help improve your confidence because when you are, have confidence, it shows a transcends and reflects in your communication skills and a number of other people's skills. Confidence, basically, what 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 robs us robs us of confidence is uncertainty. That's basically it. Why you, you people tend not to have confidence in certain situations, but they are uncertain. Well, there are there are parts of the situation that are outside their their control, which which makes them feel uncomfortable. That lack of control. So the the more control you have, the more certainty you have, the more confidence you you're going to have. And one way of increasing the amount of confidence you're going to have in a given situation is familiarizing yourself with as many aspects of that situation as possible. How do you do that? One way is, let's say, if you're presenting, rehearsing your material. Because rehearsal breeds familiarity with, with, the, with the content you're going to be presenting. And it also takes away some, some uncertainty, at least, and, and lack of control, at least in the area of the presentation. And that's automatically improves your confidence to that aspect. So a lack of confidence comes from a lack of control and feelings of uncertainty. So 
whatever it is you can do to, to take away the answer, some of the uncertainty or as much of the uncertainty as you can take away or reduce the areas of things, the aspects that are, that are beyond your control. It goes to improve your confidence. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's talk a little about conflict management because uh, working with people, you will definitely have disagreements or times when your threats or solutions regarding how to go about things would not align. And this in these times, understanding how to handle conflicts or handle disagreements will play a vital role on whether the relationship is mad, made, or uh, suffers. So uh, I think an important distinction to make for conflict ma- management and resolution is that the situation at hand should be focused on not the individuals in the situation. Uh, that would help clarify things, that would help put things in perspective. What you are disagreeing about or what you're trying to fix is not your personalities in this instance. What you're trying to do is to get either the project going and up and running. So a focus on that particular or contextualizing it in this way, I think would go a long way in helping you manage conflict. Yeah. Uh, something that I've done people a lot of the service, uh, which, is, which is very prevalent in this our region, is a misguided notion of, I have to speak my mind. No, you don't have to speak your mind. Keep your mind to yourself. Most times speaking your mind can put you in more trouble than you should ordinarily be in. Even King Solo, the wisest man that ever lived, said what he said, calm words drive away anger. Calm words, even if even if the calm words does not mean that you're not addressing the situation at the hand, but the way it is done, the, the way you address the situation might might in, inflame the situation or calm the situation down. And for those, even those who who always say, I have to speak my mind, I will tell it as it is. Yeah. I will say it as it is. <laughs> No, actually, it's got more and more, more things are going to do you if you say that it is doing you. Mm-hmm. So, and then how, how, to, how to communicate effectively and diplomatically. It doesn't mean that you're going to, you're going to beat about the bush, you're not going to address the situation, but you're, you, you, you are going to address the situation in a way that does not worsen the situation. Like, I think one of the, one of the, one of the core roots or core pillars of medical science is first do no harm. So this thing you want to say, or what, whatever is you, you want to get off your chest, is it going to help the situation? Is it going to worsen the situation or make the situation better? Because you might want to get off your chest and, and you feel, ah, yes, I've told them, I've told them what was on my mind. But that's, that feeling of satisfaction usually will not last if what was on your mind only, only works to, to worsen the situation. So what is it worth? As a, what, what, is, what is it worth to say what was on your mind and and suffer more painful consequences. Yeah, awesome. Diplomacy is like a, a very, very amazing, uh, I think it has a meter's touch. Like, uh, <laughs> <There is laughs> human beings who are by and large irrational creatures. Like it is said, human beings will sooner forgive injuries than they will forgive insults. People, even if people, people are sensitive to insults, even when something is not directly insulting, as it they will have. They will like to. They will try. To, people will automatically be looking for the insultive angle of some whatever you're saying. And once it is perceived, whatever you're saying is perceived as a personal attack. It shuts down all avenues of reason. 
people are getting mm. defensive and they, in, in many cases they look for ways of retribution or meeting our retributive actions on you. Like I said, people are easy, people forgive injuries easier than they forgive insults. It's not wise to create problems for yourself. There are a lot, a lot of problems in your life ordinarily without you having to add more. What did Jesus say? Is it sufficient unto the day? Is a problem. Yeah, problem. So your life yeah. has enough problems without you doing anything. So you should, what you should be doing, you should spend your efforts on reducing the problems you have and not adding to it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. As we grow, another thing that most most times that people are not taught as they grow is that when when you start making enemies or when you start getting on people on on bad terms with people, you're no longer a child. Where where those people. Those, those, by and large, your, your quarrels have no effect on you. As you're growing, people, people are acquiring resources, they're acquiring power, they're acquiring leverage. So now people can have a lot, of, a lot of tools at their disposal to make life very unpleasant for you if you hurt them in any way or, or shape or form. So as you make enemies, this is not, uh, it's, it's something people learn the hard way and learn very late. This is not quarreling with your classmates in primary school where the quarrel has no lasting effect. But now, all those, all those actions have, they can have severe consequences because you're, you're, you're growing into adults, but you're not adults. And people can people have a lot of tools at their disposal. Let's say you put on the bad side or you insulted somebody who in the next two years might become a governor. And he hasn't forgotten that. He has now a whole lot of things, a whole lot of tools at his disposal to seek redress. So when when you see even when you see the when you see people who are accomplished, and even if you know that these people hate each other's guts, but they try to speak in a polite manner while while ironing their differences, it's not just because they 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 don't want to sound like they lack home training. It's it's because it is very practical. It's practical to be diplomatic because you're talking to somebody. It's just like when two nuclear powers are quarrelling. They're not going to be shouting at each other. They're going to be quarreling softly. Because you know that if you anger this person too much, he has a nuclear uh, uh, weapon. He can throw you in your direction. Mm, yeah, very true, very true. And I, I like what you, uh, what you said about how insults are like quickly more, for, uh, sorry, injuries are quickly more forgiven than insults. Man, that is like really big. So it's important we understand diplomacy and um, take it to heart, like really, really take it to heart. Awesome, awesome. In closing, we'll talk about ways to improve um, your people's skills and social skills. I think one of the ways is to work on um, your time management because you are going to be working with people. So it's important that you respect people's time and um, honing these time management skills like Oh my God, it will help you be more efficient. It will help you meet deadlines. It will help you avoid getting burnt out. So it's important you understand the importance of time management and the importance of respecting people's time. If a meeting is fixed for a certain time and you cannot meet it, uh, communicate early as you as soon as you can communicate early and tell uh, reasons why you would not be available at a certain time or reasons why something would be delayed beyond the approved time. So it's important we work on time management. So what's improving people's skills? First of all, go back to the basics. As kids, most, if not all of us, at least we are, we are in a society that, that 
that prioritizes or that emphasizes respect for elders and for the society at large. You were taught what people we know that we know as good home training, good manners. So go back to that. Those are the basics. And if you are in thoughts, then maybe you find out from those who were taught or Google what good manners are, as in the, the various tenets or various components of good manners, good social behavior. Then another thing too is to learn about other people because you can't interact with what you don't know. A little bit of behavioral psychology. Don't go too deep. Just look at biases, psychological biases. Most of you, you, we always caught on our ways. Why do people behave like this? Why do people behave like this? There are reasons why people behave like this, and they will keep behaving like that regardless of how long you keep complaining. So you should learn the various biases and quirks that people have. We just talked about one today: the halo effect. There are people are only looking at. Uh, they're only, they're only judging super, people are too superficial, as in they're only judging based on appearances. Well, you are also superficial too, because that's how all of us judge primarily. So you should learn how these biases, what these biases are, and how they affect you, because they affect you. You might be very good, but if you are shabbily presented, the whole effect is going to work against you every time. That, that's, that's something you learn. learn. As in, there are a lot of, even in Wikipedia, Wikipedia has an article on the list of psychological biases that human beings have. Bystander apathy. Bystander apathy is where people in the streets refuse to render help to somebody who needs help. That's that's a general phenomenon. That's called bystander apathy. And there are ways of, of breaking that. So there are a lot of them. Availability heuristic, halo, halo effect, uh, inattentional blindness, a lot of that. And these are things that you come across that affects you in your interaction with human beings day to day. But if you don't know them, you think that it's a quirk of this particular individual or this particular individual does not have sense or he's not judging well or he's judging you unfairly. So at least you should learn what you're up against. Number one, improve your competence because most times too, you can't just focus on appearances and presentation and packaging without without having the substance underneath because that will only take you so far. So improve your competence, then improve work on the packaging, work on how to interact with people uh, in, in a positive manner. And also, those of us, those of our listeners who are the, of the hashtag, I, I must say my mind gang, you have to learn how to say less of your mind. Especially when saying your, saying your mind adds more problem to you than it should. Uh, when you mentioned um, understanding biases, and this just brought something to my mind, like in front of my mind. There, there's this thing called flight assessment. This is where um, it's a program by. The speaker, um, Eric Thomas, he um, ca- categorized different people according to different uh, air traffic control um, terminologies. He said people fall into four basic categories, pilots, flight attendants, ground crew, and air traffic control. Um, for pilots, he, he says the category determines one's tendency in solving problems and making decisions. These individuals, people who are pilots, they are task-oriented, they are direct, they carry a let's-get-it-done mentality, like they just want to get everything done. Yeah, that is pilots. Flight attendants, uh, these individuals, they have lots of energy, the vibe, like you would call them, I think it's the sanguines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then ground um, crew, they um, are natural supporters within a team, like they are slower paced, they require additional time to adapt, to change. Like they, they are the ones that are more technical when it comes to people. Yeah. And air traffic control, they are systemic people, they are systemic in their approach to everything. 
and they're very detail oriented. So when you mentioned it, I was like understanding people's what dispositions, yeah. personality types, and of course, yeah, that, yeah. that going to I say going deeper into behavioral psychology. Every as in there, are, there are different classes of personality types, and there are different by and large. There are many ways to there are many classification systems, but the two most important ones today are the Myers Briggs, which is a which is which is a derivative of the Jungian from Carl Jung, Carl Jung's typology, the sixteen type functions, and the Big Five personality traits. Either of those, and it's good to another thing I would encourage you is if you don't know your personality type, there are a lot of free sites that offer free there are a lot of sites that offer free tests to know your personality type. I think for the Jungian typology or the Myers Briggs types, you you can go to sixteenpersonalities.com or so, or just Google. Then for Big Five, the one I took, I don't know, that's by Jordan Peterson, but that's 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 about ten dollars or so. So you can also Google and check out any. Any site that offers a free a big five test. Because it helps to know. And by and large, people fall into certain categories. And that, that determines their outlook, how they process information, how they interact with people, and how they behave by and large. So for example, the big five, one of one of the one of the five areas of measurement is agreeableness. So well that that is that is going deeper. That's when you want to understand in depth about yourself first and others because the first key to understanding others is understanding yourself many people don't understand themselves on themselves my year one philosophy class was the quote by Socrates man know thyself that's the only thing I remember from from philosophy and it's a very good advice but basically the the easy easy steps are what I mentioned before that you can do that will go a long way your basic good manners are your thoughts while growing up and other tenets of good behavior even in, in each of your profession, you, you have tenets of good behavior in that particular profession, in addition to the general, generally acceptable social practices, good social practices. Then learn about psychological biases. And those ones are not, as, are not too technical, they're easy to understand. Then if you want to go for that, you could go into personality types. Then you're delving deeper into behavioral psychology. But you don't have to go that deep to get some useful nuggets yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, I think it will also just help to know those um, personality types because it will inform your interactions with people who are acting in a certain manner. It will help you understand and relate better with them. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, for example, in my my Greek type is what you call is uh, one of the sixteen called the one of the sixteen called the INTJs. And the way you communicate to an INTJ is different from how you communicate to, let's say, an ESFP. An INTJ, for example, we are very rule-based or rule-oriented, and we are not so swayed by appearances, appearances as we are by the substance and the facts. So let's say if you're going to construct a presentation, or you, you might need to not worry about how beautiful your slide is and focus more on the content of the slide rather than the appearance. But for another personality type, the appearance of the slide is going to it's going to be more significant than the content of the slide. That is just a very watered down example, or things like that. So, in, and in psychology, that is called framing. When how you present the information, most times how you pre present the information is far more important than the information being presented. For example, you can. This is something that marketers do a lot. You you 
when you see vegetable oil adverts on the bottles of vegetable oil, you always see them write uh, zero cholesterol, right? Zero percent cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That is, would I say, uh, scientifically like useless information because plant-based oil don't have, don't have cholesterol. But of course, people are very health conscious, so and people associate cholesterol with fats and oils, regardless of the source. So most times it helps them, it helps them to make sales and it doesn't take away anything for them to just slap 0% cholesterol on something that is that cannot have cholesterol to start with. Another thing too is if, if you're selling to a health conscious portion of the market, segment of the market, let's say you're selling to people, ladies who, who want to slim down and are fat conscious, you're going to make more sales if you label your products as... 80% non-fat than if you label it as 20% fat. It is the same information, but how you frame it is going to lead to vastly different outcomes in many scenarios. Very true, very true. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so, so much, Mas. Thank you so much. So it's important you uh, understand people and uh, because it is people you're dealing with, so it's important you know and understand people, so appreciation for what people do, be empathetic, respect people's time. Any other thing, boss, in closing? I think these, these, these are, these are oh, the awesome. steps. So. Okay, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please do remember to subscribe on your favorite podcasting player. Visit thecreativesconicles.com forward slash subscribe. Select your podcast player of choice. Click on the subscribe button. Also, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Come on, it, 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 please, it helps other creatives discover the show and um, you can tell us what stood out for you in today's episode. Comment on the post for this show on whatever social media platform you're on. Just tell us. Uh, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us. Tell us some of the skills you feel are more valuable in the workplace and in relation with other humans. All right. You can also send us an email at thecreativeschronicles.gmail.com. If you found this episode valuable, please share with a friend and loved one. Remember to always be creating. Go out today and create awesomeness. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.